Hi everyone and welcome to episode 29 of You from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week we take a look at the Premier League action from the weekend including a seven goal thriller at the London Stadium and it's a good day on Merseyside with Liverpool returning to the top of the table and Everton beating a lacklustre Chelsea. In the EFL, Sheffield United take the bragging rights and the points with a win over Leeds and in League One only eight points separate the bottom 12 teams in what is turning out to be a guessing game for who's going down. We have all the usual features this week, including the weekly teaser and the predictions update, as well as a look at the weekend's FA Cup action. In part two, we'll be taking an in-depth look at the quarterfinal draws in Europe and the FA Cup semi-finals. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hi Chris, good evening. Evening Rich, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good mate, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got double teaser again this week, haven't we? Uh, Pete's, we have, yeah. Pete's got getting, his trivia um, book out. <laughs> we're getting inundated with, um, with teasers each week as if ours aren't good enough. So we're having to um, yeah, add an additional one in. But I'm, I'm excited by the teaser, Chris, because you sent me some sort of chart in the Hope week work. and said, yeah. and said, that, um, said that I'd need, I'd need it, but I've no yeah. idea what it is. So I'm, I'm interested to find Hope out. Work. Well, we'll find out now. Um, or we'll do Pete's um, teaser quickly. So if you want to uh, just discuss that. Yeah, so uh, the... The teaser that Pete has put for us this week is um, which keeper holds the record for the most Premier League appearances? Um, so 572 appearances. I think I know that one. Um, well, I think I hope I do. Uh, yeah. I so, so I think I can guide us at the end, Chris. I think I can guide us towards the, uh, the right answer for that one. Possibly two or three candidates, but I think one stands out more than the rest, if I'm honest. I do hope we're thinking of the same person, otherwise this is going to be very awkward. A bit embarrassing. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on to the teaser that I've prepared for you. Uh, something slightly a bit different this week. Um, so I actually sent you something in advance um, to have a look at. Now, all I gave you was um, a thing at the top, I believe, that said club. Is that right? And then a list of clubs underneath it. Yeah, so you've listed you've listed five clubs, but twice. So I've got two Liverpools, two Tottenham's, two Chelsea, two Man City and two Man United. Okay. So... Um, they're in a specific order because um, they are the actual transfer value of each of these players, current Premier League players. So this is that what they're supposed to be worth um, according to the the, the the most up-to-date transfer market. I don't know how they work it out, but they have. Um, so from the top, um, you can see uh, Liverpool. So basically what I want you to do later on in the podcast is tell me which player corresponds to which club. Um, right. And they're in order of value. So the the top one says Liverpool is the highest value. And so, the, you're, so you're going to give me a value and I need to assign the value to the player. Yeah, but you've given me the, which club it is. Yeah, I've given you the club. Um, so all you really need to do is just guess the player. 
Um, I can give you the value of each one just to make it a little bit easier. Um, but you need to get them in the right order. That's that's the catch. Okay. Um, this doesn't this doesn't really work for for radio, but um, I will put it on uh, online. Uh, well, um, I, I think that um, I think we could fill some of them out. Okay, uh, I'll have a go. So we'll uh, we'll go into so we've got two different reviews uh, today. We've got the the Premier League games that did play, and then also the uh, four FA Cup games that took place as well. So we will start with the Premier League, and we'll start um, with the Bournemouth Newcastle game. Um, I think Newcastle will be a bit disappointed that they obviously took the lead. What a great free kick from Rondon. I wasn't aware that he could take free kicks like that, to be honest, but nice uh, nice fr- free kick from him. Um, but obviously, Bournemouth get a penalty. Um, arms all over Ake, so I don't think there was any dispute in the penalty itself. And then King well, rounded I'm, it I'm, off. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got, I'm just going to maybe possibly disagree with you. On, on the penalty. Um, and I do feel that it's kind of uh, a hangover from the World Cup. Because, I mean, I know it... Uh, so, uh, j- just, to, just to get it straight from where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, I, I think it was a penalty. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. But I think that is the kind, of, the kind of tussle, the kind of challenge that goes on pretty much every week in the penalty area in the majority of football leagues... Um, and there's, I think there's probably an inconsistency with it being punished. So, I mean, there were a few penalties over the weekend where, um, some were probably a bit more obvious than others. And I kind of think that one was in the middle for me. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been totally surprised if the ref hadn't given it. Um, but I think it's, it's almost as if the, they're getting ready for VAR coming in next year. And with VAR, that, that's probably a decision that would, would be awarded as a penalty. But I think from from your normal tussle that you normally see in the box, it was more... Because they both went up for the header and it, it, it he had his arms round, obviously around his head, you know, pushing him towards the ground. I, I just think this one was more obvious for the referee to spot than than the normal because obviously normally he's got to look at about five different tussles in the box but this one was just a bit obvious I think for him but like I said I think Newcastle will be disappointed that they lost that one um, well it, yeah it I mean it's a, a late goal I, I yeah. mean just on Rondon's free kick I think we, we almost forget he's on loan at Newcastle um, I think he he's a he's someone they probably want to sort of buy permanently for next year yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the season when they, I mean, they played Spurs first game of the season and Rondon was someone that I thought would do really well for Newcastle. Um, it it and took in the him Premier a while, League. didn't it? Yeah, to, it, it did. It took him going. a while to get going and he's not, he, he has been a bit inconsistent, but you know, you know what Newcastle fans are like, they, they, they love a sort of centre forward, don't they? And I think I think he's done pretty well, and Newcastle are in a in a pretty decent run of form at the moment. Um, I mean, I there's no they, talk of relegation with them. No, anymore. no, they've got they've be got away from that sort of pack, haven't they? Now that I think they're yeah. more than enough safe now to. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in in the summer with Newcastle with Benitez, whether he's going to stay or not. And I think it will. I think it might heavily go down to if he if he gets the money that he wants for. 
transfers. Obviously, I yeah, I don't even know if they're being taken. Are they being taken over anymore? I know that they came out. Oh, I don't a know. They're, they're, there's, yeah, there's still there's still uh, sort of gossip and conversations about it. But I mean, Mike Ashley doesn't seem in in any sort of rush to sell. So I don't know. Um, We'll we'll see. A a decent point for Newcastle. I agree with you. They'd probably be a bit bit disappointed to to come away with only a point the way they've been playing lately. But Bournemouth um, played well, I thought. Yeah. Burnley, Burnley, Leicester next. Um, I have a question for you about this um, because we actually spoke about something similar to this last week. So Maguire gets sent off, right? But if he waits to the players in the box and then brings them down, he doesn't get sent off. Am I right in saying that? He wouldn't get sent off? Well, that's the double jeopardy thing, isn't yeah. it? I think, I think the reason... <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a game changer. It's a game changer in the respect of... It was so early, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think the whole... Because... Uh, when I was following this match on Saturday, you were almost just waiting for Burnley to score. You were almost waiting yeah, for them yeah. just to score the winner when it was at one all. And I think there's something to be said about... I don't think it's as easy as you think it is when a team goes down to 10 men because I think the level at which players are playing, um, especially in the Premier League, it only takes sort of Burnley, I guess, for, for for three, four, five of their players to drop their playing level by a couple of percent. And it almost is made up for by the fact that Leicester yeah. have had a man sent more, off. More pressure on you as well yeah. when you're playing against 10 men. Yeah, there is. And I think Burnley's probably the worst team to support if they're playing against 10 men because they're not the sort of team that are going to sort of pin you down and put you under a constant constant stream of pressure they don't really sort of break teams down as much as some of the other clubs in the Premier League do um but yeah I guess yeah I mean I'm not I'm not convinced I mean I guess he he must be sent off because it's a clear goal scoring opportunity and he's the last man I mean it's clumsy more than anything I think it's it's sort of just a tangle of legs and, and and he goes down and I think Maguire knows what's coming. But, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, if, if he was in the area, maybe he wouldn't have got yeah, sent off, so but then they get a penalty. But, I mean, it worked out all right for them in the end. Oh, yeah, no, another another free kick another free kick goal in this game with Madison scoring. Quite, in, I think he's probably, Madison's probably been their best player this season. Um, oh, I like Madison, yeah. Uh, what I... I wonder whether they'll keep hold of him yep. in the summer. Oh, he's, yeah. um, he, he's had a really good season. Where's we spoke about him last week again? Where's Morgan scoring? You know the the goal that wins the game, and I see today he's been given a, an extension on his contract for another year. So uh, yeah, we, we I mean I think he's probably go, but yeah, but I do wonder whether that sort of having him around the club. Yeah. Um, especially in this sort of transitional period with Rodgers coming in and and whatnot. I mean, I can't imagine that Rodgers is going to want to start putting his own sort of stamp on the squad. And they've yeah. got they've got Johnny Evans there. They've got Maguire. I'm not sure that he's. They've got a decent squad, haven't they? Le- they have Leicester, got a decent but, squad. You know. They have got a decent squad, and Rodgers has certainly sort of toughened them up a bit. Um, 
He looked better. He, he, he's growing on me. He's growing on me a little <laughs> bit, Rogers, which I don't sort of like to admit. But there's there's no way under Claude Pill that they, they would. That. No. no, absolutely. Yeah. There's no no way on earth they would have won that. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on to probably the game of the weekend. Um, and if anything, this game really sums up Huddersfield's season. <laughs> Not only do they score three goals in one game, but they end up losing the game as well. Um, I have to say as well, after the game, I don't know if you saw the interview with the Huddersfield manager, it was the first time that he's, he's actually shown, I would say, emotion towards a defeat. I think he was he, he looked pretty unhappy that they'd lost that game. And he even said to the reporter you know what 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 am i supposed what am i supposed to do with you know so i think he was a bit upset by that yeah and i I don't blame him to be honest but i think that um west ham almost did a huddersfield to huddersfield i know we we keep talking about the, the bottom three or four sides and their sort of constant sort of lack of defending um, in any sort of match that they're playing. And I think West Ham were like that. West West Ham defended like Huddersfield and Fulham have been defended. And I think that's why. No disrespect. Not taking anything away from Huddersfield because I think they they deserved to to be in in the lead. I think they deserved to be 3-1 up. But then what happens from... If you're 3-1 away from home, I think you should be... You should be winning that game. Well, yeah, you should um, be shutting shutting up shop, like they say, and then you know just. You know, and I know, not, I know they're not the most yes, yeah, and they're not the most comf- confident team when it comes to defending. But when when West Ham get the second goal, you can almost feel that that they're going to go on and at, at least get a point if they don't go on to win it, which of course they did. Um, and what the keeper? I'm not sure what the keeper's doing for the fourth goal. I mean, <laughs> it's sort of a. It's. It, I mean, it's not a. It's not a cross that's got a lot of height on it, or, and it's sort of. I don't. I don't quite know how to explain it. And he sort uh, of come. He comes for it, and then thinks I'm not going to get it, and then just sort of stops. And it's the faintest of flicks from Hernandez, and then it's, it's, it's in. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what happened with it. Two typical Hernandez goals, I would say. You know, oh, inside yeah, I mean, the, the six-yard box. The equaliser for yeah. three-three. There was no, there was wasn't a defender near yeah. him. I used to. Was, I remember when he was at May United, and he always used to score against Chelsea. Never we played them. He he never used to start the games, but he used to come on, and he always used to be right there, right. You know when the ball. Yeah, I've, I've gone off him a bit though. Was it last week he dived? Yeah, yeah it, was, the, it was last week. Terror- yeah. yeah, I've yeah, gone off him a bit after that. Was, <laughs> d- diving's, diving's really got on my on getting my goat lately. I don't know what it is, but Everyone's yeah, I've I've gone off him a bit. Anyway, um, but yeah, well, good. I mean, you can't, can't take, take anything it away, from away from West Ham, can you? That they've come back and. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, but I mean, but... The, the, it depends which way you look at it. There's no way Huddersfield should have won that from uh, lost that. Sorry, from the position they were in, and based on form and the, the teams on paper, there's no way West Ham should have been three-one so um, down. If Cardiff win their game in hand, Huddersfield will, only, will need. I think there's only one more defeat. 
and and they could be gone. So well, yeah. So if Cardiff win their game in hand, they'll go on. They'll go up to thirty-one, which will then push Burnley into the bottom three. Um, Burnley have lost their last four. I mean, it just shows what a couple of games can do down there. It's Burnley, they only won. They won like two or three in a row, didn't they? Only yeah, and then they've lost their last four, ago. and then they've got Wolves next up. That that will mean Huddersfield will be sixteen points behind, and there's only eight games left. So, got twenty four points to play for. Yeah. So, it, it's getting up. pretty close. But, but, I, but I think just really well, yeah, probably just on the table. I mean. Just, just very quickly on on West Ham, um, and they've really impressed me at, at times this season. But if you look at their form, they they sort of win then they lose, they win then they lose, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and they seem to carry on on that same sort of path. But if you look at the 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 sort of seventh to tenth, so you've got Wolves, Watford, West Ham, and Leicester, and there's only three points between them. Bearing in yeah. mind how well we think Wolves are having. Um, what what a good season we think Wolves are having. West Ham are only two points off them. Admittedly, Wolves have got a game in hand because of the FA Cup, but I, I just wanted to see what you thought, Chris, about if West Ham were pre- if if West Ham were more consistent, whether they yeah, could seri- whether they could whether right, they yeah. could whether they could seriously mount like a top six challenge. They've they have well they didn't start the season off the best they was a sixth. Straight defeats, I think it was, or something. Yeah, so but that's were... yeah, but that's what I mean. If they if they were more consistent, yeah. Um, I mean they've won twelve, lost thirteen, drawn six. The goal difference is is in a negative of five. But I just, I just, I just think that yeah, I think if... so. you're right though. They do. They seem to win and then lose, win and then lose. But unlike Wolves, I I think they're their defeats probably get highlighted more than what Wolves would. So I think you you kind of notice more when West Ham are losing. When Wolves lose, mm. it's, it's still kind of, oh, well, Wolves have lost. But, you know, you kind of pay more attention to a defeat I, for West Ham. I just Ham, think with the... You're right there. The, if, they, if they would have, you know... Well, with the performances West Ham of... put in, for example, like when they when they played Liverpool at home... West Ham are 15 points behind Chelsea. You could probably make up 15 points and give them to West Ham that they should have had this season, mm. where where they've lost or whether they've dropped points. I just, I, I, they're, they're almost like a team that you just want to give a bit of a kickstart to. I just, I just wonder whether uh, whether yeah. it's next season or the season maybe after they, when yeah, we're actually going to be talking start. about them in a different in a different light. If they start better next season, maybe they can build on that. I just don't think they started in the right way, and I think that's kind of no. You know, I don't even think if they would have just, just even if they just would have won three out of those six first games, you know, they'd be pretty comfortable in seventh, to be honest. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe so, next year. So uh, the Fulham Liverpool game. Um, so this, I. F- Fulham, I will say, are much better recently than what what they have been since Parker took over. Um, I just don't think Liverpool played that great, but still grinded out the win, which is, I think, you know, about three or four weeks ago, what Man City were doing. I think Man City won one nil, like in consecutive wins, one nil. They didn't play particularly great, but uh, I wasn't. I want to say that Liverpool didn't deserve to win it, but I wouldn't say that Fulham deserved to win it either. I thought a draw was probably fair. You know, Liverpool had quite a few good chances, but well, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Liverpool are doing. There's a few things in this match, if I if I'm honest with you. So, the the, the first thing for me is I don't think that Liverpool sort of got out of second gear. To be honest, I think the the first goal. I mean, Mane is on such a great run of form at the moment. I think that's I think that's nine in his last nine Premier League games, and I think. If you include Europe in that as well, I think he's got 11 in 11 or 10 in 10. And the way Mo Salah's been playing recently, I mean, he hasn't been getting the headlines. Uh, I think he missed a couple of good chances against Fulham, and I think he has in recent weeks as well. But Mane's really, really sort of stepped up and and taken on the mantle for Liverpool. Um, And the first goal, I mean, they it was almost the, the Fulham back back four was sort of in, in pretty good positions and then the midfield were quite deep as well but Liverpool almost sort of just played in, in the smallest of gap between the back four and the midfield four Yeah, and they were Liverpool were hugely outnumbered in the box but sort Still of little intricate to, passing yeah. Mane to Firmino Firmino with a, with a good touch lays it back and then sort of Mane puts it in Um. But then I just I just thought they almost went into cruise control, and the, the the funny thing for me was, it was as Liverpool was sort of going up through the gears a bit more that Fulham actually equalised. Um, I think it kind of shocked Liverpool that they conceded I the think goal. It, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. But I mean, the the, the sort of ten fifteen minutes before Fulham equalised, Liverpool were were putting more pressure on they were having more chances that they i mean they could have been two three up and then i mean you can't you can't sort of do anything about the mistake i mean i think the reason it's probably sort of amplified as much as it is is because it probably involves the two liverpool players that have been as consistent and sort of outstanding this season than any other player they've got um and I think it's just it's just a mix-up, really. And I, I don't, I'm not sure whose fault it is. I mean, on first view, and I sort of blame the keeper more, but um, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they're both as to blame as each I other. Was, but... I would have said they both. I would have said both slightly. I'd take blame for it, but you know, if they're um, if that game's nil nil and then that happens, I think more. More would have been said about it than obviously if they. Obviously they yeah, but I mean, it, the game, but... but it happened with 15 minutes to go. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be sort of pretty, pretty nervous going into the last 15 minutes at one all and the prospect of dropping more points. I mean, where do you stand on the penalty? Uh, uh, <laughs> my head and my heart say two different things. <laughs> I, I don't think it was a penalty. My, my head says think... it wasn't. I. I think I think the keeper the keeper put the I don't know I heard on um, match of the day I think it was Leon Osmond said the keeper put it up for sale and Mane bought it and I I completely agree with that I think the keeper's almost given him a free pass to just Just go 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 down down. and there's going to be a penalty I mean it it was soft Um, and I just wonder sort of going into the sort of last couple of months of the season with Liverpool in the position they're in, whether it's going to have, what sort of impact it will have on the title race. I mean, if yeah. they go on to win it, they may look 
it, it, it may be something that's, that's that's absolutely gone their way, but time will tell. Yeah, but no, I, I, going going back to your original point, I think Fulham do look a lot better. Um, yeah, I, they look more organised. I'll say that. But he's gone. He's taken it back a bit. He's gone back to almost the side that got them in the Premier League. He's kind of. Do you think? Got, he'll, do you think he'll get the job? I think if they it's go down, time. he will. Yeah. Yeah. I I think uh, I, I'll be careful how I say this. I think he's turned them into a top eight championship club, even though they're in the Premier League. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, they're. I, yeah. I, I think they're sort of a team now that it's it's almost like if if a mid-table Premier League side drew Aston Villa, for example, in the FA Cup, you'd be a bit oh, could be an upset here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset. That's kind of what I feel that Scott Parker's turned Fulham into. Yeah. Which bodes well. Which bodes which bodes well for next season. So we'll see. Anyway. The one we've been waiting for. <laughs> Everton v Chelsea. Now, not I'm not gonna, much, really. I'm going to shock you here, Chris. I am going to big up Everton. I am going to big up Everton, but not not just because they beat Chelsea. But would you not agree that 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 game almost, like you say, the Huddersfield game sums up Huddersfield season. This game, for me, sums up Everton's season. The first half, they are almost not non-existent, but nothing really happens. They're not posing much threat. Um, it It was quite a dull game, and you think that the two teams that are playing and the players that are on the pitch should be a lot more exciting, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how Everton, I've found that they've been this year. But the second half... Whatever Silver said at half time, he should have. Because the second half is exactly what I expect Everton to be game in, game out. The players they've got, the the stature of the club, I, the second half, I thought they were superb. And I thought Chelsea were the complete opposite. I don't, I don't know what you thought, but there, yeah, there, was, there were times when yeah. Hazard and Higuain were just sort of jogging. Um, there was no urgency to, well to get into areas. I think David Luiz, I mean, there was one chance in the second half where he, he, he was almost motionless just with his hand in the air waiting for the linesman to flag for offside, and he didn't. And then he sort of thought, oh, I better get back. And there's there's just no urgency with Chelsea at all. No urgency whatsoever. This is it's exactly what happened last week. Uh, last weekend against Wolves, they just, you know, you know, teams have sussed the tactics out. They're not stupid. He, every team in the Premier League knows that he's only got one way of playing. There's no, there's no other plan. It's either we play this way or we don't play anywhere at all so I thought first half I thought you know Chelsea dominated the possession um, and and they should have scored at least two or three I would have said but but do, just... do you not think do you not think that or do you not find that any anything good from a Chelsea perspective goes through Hazard 
I mean, well, yeah, it has to. Yeah, well, there's no. But but, but no, but the, the two or three chances that I think Chelsea had. I mean, Pickford played played well. I thought, after, especially after last week at Newcastle, he was under a bit of pressure. But it it's only when Hazard does something. I know we've said this before that Chelsea actually looked dangerous. I'm still not sold on Higuain at all. I think the fact he, the uh, fact he's only scored against sort of Huddersfield and Fulham speaks volumes. It doesn't. Um, the problem is, I don't. And think he's, he, he, he's he not le- getting the service. He's not getting the service. But then yeah. I don't understand why they bought him. I don't know why Sarri is not playing to his strengths personally. But I just don't understand because obviously Thursday night, you know, although it was Dino Kiev, completely aware of that, but. You know, Giroud scores a hat trick, yet he doesn't start on Sunday. It uh, he plays Giroud plays so much better than what Higuain does. Like Giroud is so good at holding the ball up and and laying it off for the other players, whereas Higuain won't do that. He's he'll he'll look to try and score, whereas Giroud w- will try and score, but also look out for others around him. Yeah, but do you think that there's and, and I, I, we spoke about this earlier today, and you you sort of said that you weren't so so much worried about the league anymore because mm-hmm. sort of most of the hopes were pinned on the Europa League. But do you think there's an element of that with the players? I mean, because the, the the draw you've had is pretty easy, but I I just think if you if you sum up the whole situation with Chelsea. Um, and I think sort of Zidane going back to Madrid and the whole Hazard transfer story starting up again. Um, there's, there's, there's stories yeah. in the press about Abramovich selling because I mean he's not he's not he can't get back in the country. The transfer ban, the the lack of confidence with um, with the manager Hudson Odoi wanting out, and you just it, the whole it just seems sort to of be Chelsea a lot of, thing seems to be a bit of a mess. At the you moment. know, it's a lot of stuff off the pitch. Rather, there's more stuff happening off the pitch than there is on the pitch. To be honest with you, yeah, but do, is, but do you not think one like one that. is linked to the other? Do you not think the fact that I think it's all there's all there's so much together, just, but there's know, so but, much happening off the pitch that it's having an effect on the pitch. I would say it probably is. Yeah, I'd say in some ways, but. Yeah, I, it's, it's just it's hard to believe. On I think it was December the eighth, we were level on points with Liverpool and Man City, mm. and well. then and then we played you and lost, and then ever since then we've been terrible. Yeah, well, uh, the, the the other the other yeah. stat from this game, I think it's Everton have gone twenty five twenty five matches without a victory over the top six. Uh, so that was know, the, the, the first win in in twenty six against the top six. That's our fourth away defeat in our last five away. So our last five away games, we've lost four of those, and in all four of those, we've not scored. Yeah, well, the, the, the stat that surprised me that I saw over the weekend is there's there's um, eight games. So eight games out of the f- how many have Chelsea played? Thirty one. 30. Yeah, so yeah, eight yeah. so eight eight of the 30 games that Chelsea have played they've failed to score in which is more than double the nearest out of the top teams which is Man United. So oh, eight games Chelsea have failed to score in. Anyway, right, let's move on. 
Oh, but I do, but I do, I do like it. I do like, I do like discussing Chelsea when they lose. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, great, great win for Everton. I'm going to have to credit where it's due. They thoroughly deserved that. Great, right, right. So we'll quickly go through um, these FA Cup games. Yeah, um, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's one match we need to sort of focus on a bit. We can probably just, just yeah, quickly so skim the others. Watford Palace game. Um, See Watford take the lead. Um, then Batshuayi scores again for Palace. Yeah. Getting back at the bridge. <laughs> Sloppy defender from Watford for that goal. I think Mariapa loses the ball and then Batshuayi takes it on and scores. But obviously, Watford yeah, get the winning it, goal with Gray it, in the it end. It was so. sloppy defending. I've, uh, that, was a, that was a hard game to call. I thought, I, I thought either team could have won it. I think the... Gray's goals probably there's an element of luck. I mean, he doesn't hit it as clean, but when you look at it close up after so a couple of times, he's, he's, yeah, but he doesn't yeah. hit it as cleanly as uh, the fact that he hit it as uncleanly as he did probably means that he scored. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, a good win for Watford. Yeah, poor defending from from Watford for the Palace equaliser, and yeah, Batshuayi again. I mean, four and five is for him, yeah. I've, I think they might go out to try and buy him in the summer, depending on what happens at Chelsea, whether they want him back or not. Um, But no, a good win. Good win for Watford. So the uh, Swansea City game. um, So this isn't the only game where Premier League finds themselves in a bit of trouble this weekend in the Cup. They end up winning the game anyway. Um, I have to say Swansea were, were very, very good first half, but I'm not sure what Pep Pep said to Man City at half time, obviously it worked. But it was yeah. it was one of those though where But did it if Man City scored I, I think they were you know, so they, I think they were so lucky. Yeah, they were very lucky. But I, you I could almost tell if once they once they got that goal, it was almost like you could almost tell that they were gonna go on and score. Yeah, I think you could yeah. Goals. I th- I think you could and there, there's definitely the argument that even if you say the decisions were awarded in how how they probably should have been that City may have still gone on and yeah. and won but I mean for, for me Swansea's second goal what a brilliant goal that was Lovely, that, that's yeah. that's the best goal I've seen in this this year's FA Cup by a mile um, for me it's not a penalty nope um, I think he gets the ball the fact that when they scored the penalty it then rebounds off the keeper. Um, to go in just just shows Swansea it's not going to be your day, and then the third goal for Aguero is is clearly offside. Side, yeah. But the the thing that I don't get, and there's been a lot of talk about it over the weekend or since the game happened that there was no VAR. <laughs> but and and the reason that I've heard there was no VAR is because it's not a Premier League ground. But what was what was also said over the weekend is when Spurs played Swansea, I think it was in the third or fourth round at the Liberty Stadium last year, there was VAR. So it, it, it can't be Silly, just... It? But it can't be purely because they're not a Premier League club. I mean, yes, they were a Premier League club last year. But... That's, that's the only thing, and I don't know whether it's the, whether it's the the FA or or who it is, but I don't I don't think it's right that you're playing the same games in the same competition at the same time 
but we're, we're almost judging each game in a different way. I don't see how you can have Wolves v Man United and VAR and all this technology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But a game in the same competition, like a couple of hours before, you don't have that. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I I don't know if Especially I could. I don't know if I could even understand it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if I could even understand it if it was like a non-league side, because. I I don't know what the difference is, but even to say it wasn't at Swansea, and in my opinion, it cost Swansea the game Mm. because there was two goals there that that shouldn't have been goals, I don't think, and Swansea are are now out of the cup. But if you just just think if Swansea had gone through and the four teams that would be left in it, how that would be really exciting for a football fan for. For who's going to go on and win it? Oh yeah, but, definitely. Um, but not many yeah, I suppose do. it's just it's just yeah, well, yeah, but it doesn't make it right. So but. the Wolves Man United game, uh, Wolves were very good. But I have to say one thing: Jimenez is playing really, really well for Wolves at the moment, scoring goals pretty much in every game at the moment. He didn't have the greatest starts to the season, but he seems to have pulled something in the second half of the season and you know he's, he's come out a top top player but I don't think Man United were at the races to be honest with you I think that's the second time we've seen them lose in two weeks so no I, I think they I think they look I agree with you they didn't tired. off the pace they, they, they did they did but they dominated possession but I just think it just shows that it doesn't matter how much possession you've got if you're not doing anything with the ball in the final third it doesn't really count for a lot I think from from the Wolves' perspective, if you think back to the beginning of the season, I think um, they they had the same starting lineup for something like ten or eleven games, which I yeah. think is a Premier League record. And he's almost he's changed the, the way the team play and the personnel since then. Obviously, as the season's progressed, but the three they've got in midfield with Matinho and. Um, is it Dendonka? I, I can't yeah, remember the guy's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they are they are good players and they complement each other. You've got Dendonka that sort of sits and holds a bit more and just gives the others the freedom to play. And the the, the two up top are just on fire at the moment. And I don't, I don't think it was that much of a surprise. I mean, I know Wolves knocked Liverpool out, but Liverpool did sort of put a, a sort of second string out. But I I almost feel like Man United that they're losing that sort of fear factor that they sort of got back five or six games after Solskjaer yeah. came in. That's, I mean that's two they've lost now in a row. I know they beat PSG, but they just didn't. It looked like the bubble had burst a little bit for me, and I, I think Wolves thoroughly Very deserved great. that win. Yeah. Uh, Millwall Brighton. Oh, this is the nil keeper. <laughs> Crikey. Whatever happened to that. Yeah. Anyway, no, you wouldn't. Eight, eight minutes to go, 2 mm. nil up, and you end up losing on penalties. It's crazy. Hard to swallow, I would have thought, for a lot of Millwall fans, especially how the, the second Brighton goal goes in. It's just... Uh, you would not want to be... What, you, what are you going to do? Yeah. No, but I mean... They shouldn't. They shouldn't have it's let him back whole... in the game. To be honest with you, it's just no. I don't think it's purely down to him. I mean, I think that 
sort of like I say, two 0 up with eight minutes to go. You you should you should play that game out anyway. You should see it out quite comfortably. Um, I think the fact that they sort of went through extra time and then lost on penalties. If they'd gone through, because it's the cup quarter final, you probably wouldn't have heard as much about it. But yeah, it was a bit of a clangor, wasn't it? It's, um, it's a shame. I feel I feel sorry for Millwall. I feel I feel sorry for teams when they get to the latter stages of the cup and something like that happens and they've put all that effort into get as far as they have and then kind of it's just sort of all it's all undone by by just one error. It's a shame. Shame. Yeah, Brighton go through either way. They'll be pleased to get through to the semi final as well. And I think know, they will, but I think that the, the, something we'll that was. Ma- so, sorry, just quickly, minute, but, yeah. something that was mentioned. Brighton, they need to worry about their league form as well. Um, just to build on slightly what we said earlier, if Cardiff do win their game in hand, Brighton are only two points above them. Um, so they they can't forget where they are in the league as well, Brighton. I don't think. Cool. But I'm not that taking anything the... away from yeah, them. No, like yeah. Brighton. Look, we'll see how far they get. We'll go through the draws later. <laughs> they didn't well, get the most. Maybe not much draw. further. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll head over to the EFL reviews now. Uh, Rich has got the championship and League One. Yep, so in the Championship, uh, the top two both won at the weekend. Leaders Norwich uh, won 2-1 away at Rotherham and Sheffield United in second. Uh, I mean, what a game, what three points for them. So they went to Leeds, uh, obviously promotion rivals, and they won 1-0 in the early kickoff on Saturday. Um, that sort of blown the, the, the top two or three wide open, really. Um, it's been the same three teams up there, but a great win for Sheffield United. Um, it was a mixed day for the other teams in the playoff places. West Brom, they're in fourth. Uh, they did win their second game in a row since Darren Moore was sacked. Uh, they beat Brentford 1-0 away from home, which is a good result for them. Uh, Middlesbrough, they lost their third game in a row. They lost 3-0 away to Aston Villa, who are now up to sixth. So yeah, Villa, have, Villa have pretty much come from nowhere. That's their fourth win in a row for Villa. Um and they're now now in the playoff places. When I think sort of four six weeks ago, they were sort of just in mid table. I remember having a conversation with a Villa fan a friend at work, and just sort of saying they haven't really got a lot to play for. Now, now they're in the playoff places. Um, but there is only four points that separate Middlesbrough in fifth and Nottingham Forest in eleventh. So there's still loads to play for in the race for the playoffs, um, especially the amount of games played in the in the championship. Uh, four points separating six places is, is not a lot. Um, at the bottom, there was no wins for any of the bottom four. Uh, Ipswich, they did get a point in a one-all draw at home to Forest. So Forest will probably see that as two points dropped. Bolton and Rotherham, they make up the other two relegation places. Um, but both lost uh, to Wigan and Norwich, respectively. Reading moved a point closer to safety with a good nil-nil draw where at Stoke. So... Reading are just outside the playoff place, uh, relegation places. Sorry. Uh, in League One, uh, the top two could only draw at the weekend. So leaders Luton were held to a 2 2 draw at home to Gillingham, despite twice leading in that match. And second place Barnsley played out a goalless draw away at sixth place Doncaster. That was on Friday night. 
Sunderland, who are in third, they beat Walsall 2-1. And fourth place, Portsmouth beat Scunthorpe 2-0 to keep the pressure on the top two. Charlton, who are in fifth, they took a point in a 0-0 draw away at Bristol Rovers. And Doncaster make up the final place in sixth. Um, and as mentioned, they drew with Barnsley. At the other end, Bradford are now bottom after a 1-0 loss away to Oxford. Rochdale are in 23rd, but they didn't play at the weekend. Their game was postponed due to the weather. Wimbledon got their third win in a row with a 1-0 away win at Southend. And Walsall make up the final relegation place. And they came away from the Stadium of Light empty-handed after losing 2-1 at Sunderland. Um, so... At the bottom, first of all, Wimbledon. If you remember, so, so sort of five or six weeks, yeah. we were sort of saying Wimbledon are doomed. I was about and to say that, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> now they've won three in a row. <laughs> yeah, they've gone up. They've moved up two places, but this is really interesting. At the bottom, there's only eight points which separate twelve teams. Crazy, which but... is nothing really for that amount of teams for the relegation. Um, Plus, when they've all probably got to play each other as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think so. Wimbledon and you hate this, Chris. Bristol Rovers—they're the most informed team. So both of them have won three of their last five matches. So um, apart from that, it's a mixture of sort of red and green because the, none of them can seem to put a decent run of form together. But yeah, really close at the bottom of League Two. Uh, League One, sorry. Chris, League Two. League Two. Um, so, top place Lincoln played third place Mansfield uh, last night. Uh, that one ended 1 1. Um, Mansfield took an early lead in that one. Um, Lincoln actually remained 10 points clear of Mansfield. So, uh, they've got a very good lead um, from first to third there. Uh, Bury's remained second. Their game was postponed due to the weather. Um, fourth place, MK Dons drew 1-0 with Stevenage. MK Dons scoring late in that one to rescue a point. Uh, fifth place, Tranmere didn't play. Their game was called off. Uh, Forest Green remains sixth after a 1-0 draw with fellow playoff hopefuls Carlisle. Um, Sorry, Chris. Tranmere in a great one form, aren't they? Yeah, they're the informed team in yeah. two at the moment. I think five from five at the moment. Um so yeah, X uh, make up the remaining playoff spots after they comfortably beat fi- um, fellow playoff rivals Colchester by three goals to nil. So the teams in um, sixth, uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth played each other at the weekend. Um, so kind of changed around there the playoff spots. Um, so X are back in there now. So pretty close there's only one point between sixth and tenth so yeah well i mean it looks it looks like the top two is pretty much done doesn't it yeah very good game in hand as well so link link and a 10 points 10 points clear in third um but then sort of third fourth fifth is anyone's really yeah and then dare you look at the bottom chris (laughs) Let's get they're, to that. They're okay. in some serious so, trouble. Uh, so at the bottom, Notts County picked up a point against Morecambe. Uh, that one ended 0-0. And uh, Macclesfield beat Yeovil um, in what was probably classed as a six-pointer. That was a massive game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Macclesfield won that one 2-0. Uh, so Yeovil only three points off the relegation zone now. And Macclesfield have a game in hand. Uh so yeah, so Macclesfield and the overall goal difference is pretty. It's be, it's the best down there, isn't it? Yeah, 
Um, and Notts County, so bottom place, Notts County are only three points behind the Oval now as well. So they're both three points behind the Oval, but Maxfield have got a game in hand. Notts County's um, goal difference is like minus 30, 33 though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's, that's like an extra point. Uh, Yeovil are five points behind Cambridge, who are above them. So, yeah, the gap, the gap above them is getting. We'll, we'll um, say it now, Chris. Are they going to stay up? Uh, the rate they're playing at the moment, no, I don't. I don't think they will. So they got. Uh, so they got six, they ga- six they games to go. For, they are known for being in this sort of position and then managing to kind of get it together last few games and then no, it's in just... their own hands I mean like I say six, six games to go even if Macclesfield yeah, do yeah. win their game and a... they're level on points so it's a... they're in a tight spot at the moment with obviously the club being taken over big game next imminently big game coming up though mm. so promotion chasing MK Dons away they got... they did. No, I saw they reduced the ticket prices for that game as <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd, I'd go and watch them at the moment. It's just, it just from what I hear on Twitter, it's not. No, that's not it, Chris. That's not what the club needs. The club needs the support. The club needs hey, the, the, the lost, fans. They need you guys behind hey, them. They're they're not going to get behind the club until they sack the manager. No one's going to get behind them. I have no allegiance to uh, Yeovil apart from being friends with you, but I, I want them to stay up. I'd like. Oh, don't get me wrong. I want them to stay up, but I'm just saying that people. And they beat Lincoln. Get... I mean, recently they've beaten Lincoln, yeah. haven't they? So, oh, but they well. won't. They fans won't get behind them until they sack mm-hmm. the manager. And then, apparently, from what I hear, the new owners back in him. So, have they actually uh, taken over? Just very quickly. Not they, yet, have, no. they haven't. No, right. The the. I think all they've dotted the i's and crossed the t's, but it's. it's They've got to get the permission from the EFL. They have to do their like uh, the football league. Have to do all their like investigating. Fit, but, fit and proper sure, persons. Make sure and, he's not yeah. got his hands in other pies, shall we say? Okay. Elite pies. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's the, that's lead two, and and that is it for part one. We're back in part two um, with Rich is going to give a roundup on predictions. This week's special topic is around three different draws that have been made this week. Um, so the FA Cup, Champions League and Europa League. Uh, Rich is going to try and guess my teaser and then we'll have a go at cracking Pete's teaser as well. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of you from the Sideline podcast. Uh, just going to give um, a quick update on predictions uh, like we do each week um, because we've only got seven or eight rounds left now. So we're sort of getting to the the business end, if you like, um, in the race for the view from the sidelines predictions challenge trophy. Which I can I can feel the excitement in the air. I can feel the excitement. He's had his um, hands on that trophy for a long time now. His, he his... has. He has. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. He has. Um, It'd be good. I I'm not sure if anyone. Be, yeah, I, I mean to. Be, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he'll get over it. But um, for leading for that long, so Sophie was our guest last week. Um, we did have a replacement match put in, so we put the Millwall-Brighton game in because Berry's league game was called off. But Chris came out on top 
uh, at the weekend. Not huge scores, but he won with 15. So well done, Chris. Um, coming up this week, uh, so we've got Rachel is our guest predictor this week. Um, I see you've thrown the England game in, Chris. Nice touch. Yeah, and the M- yeah, MK Dons Yeovil. Yeah. Crikey, you've gone for a 3 0 MK Dons win. <laughs> this is not what the club yeah. need. Yeah. I've gone 4 1, but. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the predictions for this week, like I say, with, with, with our guest Rachel. So, uh, they they will be online shortly. Uh, we'll be posting the results at the weekend as normal. We'll see if anyone can get near uh, the thirty. But like Chris said last week, we are we are planning to do a rerun for two lucky listeners. Uh, we'll sh- we're going to try and stream that live, I believe, Chris. Is that right? The double double with with yeah, Facebook well, live. Uh... We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, um, and then we've also been working on some new updates for next year's uh, predictions challenge. So we've got a few twists, um, a few sort of differences to make it a bit more interesting for next year uh, that we hope to get out, well, for when when we come back next season. Um, So, yeah, that's predictions. So, Chris, let's have a look at the... Which one do you want to go for first? Go FA, the Cup? FA Cup? Yeah, because no one's it's Mickey Mouse Cup compared to the rest. Yeah, no one worries about the FA <laughs> Cup, well, don't well, they? So, no one wanted Man City, but someone had to get them, and obviously Brighton did, so they were, they are unfortunately the unlucky team, but I have to say, I'm probably more excited about the, the, the other tie, the Watford Wolves game. Two, you know, they are the, oh, this is going to sound really bad, but they are the best of the rest shall we say am i allowed to say yeah. that well they're gonna they're they're fine out for the so-called everton cup aren't they yeah, which so people like to refer it I to i think that'll be a good game Tight, that's a re- but... that's a really good game for me good and i've time. got to be honest with you um at, and on paper i think wolves probably slightly edge it and i also think that man city wolves if man city were to go through man city wolves would be a closer game than Man City Watford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I, I really like Watford. I think they've had an absolutely want... fantastic season. But I think, uh, from a footballing perspective, I think City Wolves would 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 be probably be the just. Final. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It will be nice. It would be nice for Brighton to get there, but I think we're all we're all human here. I think I don't think I don't think Pep's going to make the same mistakes he made against Swansea. Well, so. yeah, exactly. But Brighton, they've got nothing to lose. If if they Definitely go out not. and lose four or five nil, then it's probably what people expect to happen. You, but they they, you, they can give it a go. Who do you think is going to win it? What the cup? Yeah. Oh. Well, Man City. I Man think City. I think that's a bit of a no brainer. Um <laughs> yeah, Man, Man City Wolves, Watford, Brighton in that order. Yeah, and if 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 Swansea and Millwall would have got through, you know, technically if you take it from how it was drawn this well, way, well, they would yeah, have played well, each Watford, other, wouldn't they? Yeah. Watford Wolves would have been the, the pretty much the final. But we are where we are. Um that's yeah. that's the beauty of football, I guess. Okay, uh, but so yeah, we'll... two, two good draws, two good draws. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll do the Europa League one first. Um, Again, Mickey Mouse Cup. Champions no one, League no one, one is slightly, slightly you know, more. But um, I have to say, 
I got the draw that I wanted. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot believe the draw that Chelsea have had in this and, competition. And to be fair, they literally play in no one who's any good. Yeah, well, we've got we've got. Uh, it would be Park, it would be a tricky they? semi-final. It would be Benfica yeah. and Frankfurt are both good. I mean, yeah, Frankfurt Frankfurt's knocked out into Milan, Milan, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, so they can't be that bad. But no, you know, we got. I would say out of the four ties, we got the probably easier team in the quarterfinals, but then also probably got the the better draw on the semi-final as well. Yeah, really, Villarreal and Valencia. You know, Spanish teams always tend to do well in this competition, and I think Arsenal have got a, a huge, huge task on their hands against Napoli. You know, Napoli for me probably the favourites for the competition. I would say I, joint favourites maybe with Chelsea at the moment. But... I can I can see it being a Chelsea Napoli final, and then yeah. it'll be interesting with Sarri and. Higuain, he's not cup tied, is he? Higuain, he's, yeah, he's no, been playing. Yeah, he can. He can well, he hasn't, just, just, he hasn't actually just, played. Just yet, hasn't been scoring. Um, um, so yeah, I can see a Chelsea Napoli final. I think the fact that Arsenal are home first leg. I think they're home in the first leg. Well, yeah, they were drawn away, but it had to be changed because Arsenal and Chelsea couldn't play. Ah, uh, right, okay. But yeah, Chelsea, um, you've got better rated, confed rating. Uh, Arsenal. I, I think that um, I think that the fact Arsenal were a home first leg, I think gives gives the advantage to Napoli. To be honest, yeah. um, just uh, because I think it'd be easier going away. It'd, be, it'd just... be easier for Napoli to. They, they, I mean, they'll probably get a draw or something yeah. um, in the first leg, and then that'll that'll stand them in good stead going home for if the I second. To predict, I would say semi final will be Napoli versus Villarreal. And Benfica, Chelsea, and then Chelsea and Napoli getting through to the final. It'll be it, that'll be a good game. I think. I think this isn't being biased or anything, but I think when you look at that draw, I think the best tie that you'll get in the final is Napoli versus Chelsea. I think that'll be the the one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, um, Arsenal Chelsea would be a good final. Yeah, Arsenal Chelsea Napoli Chelsea. I think. Yeah, we beat Benfica in the Europa League final in 2013. So, but I would laugh if 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 Prague beat. Right, we're moving on now. I've had enough of you. Right, I moving on. Laugh. Right, right. Champions League draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm the other way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say that I I had, I had an interesting conversation with um with with Paul Tamlin today, um, who obviously he was the leader of the predictions challenge for, for a long time. Um, and he's a Liverpool fan and it's, we sort of both agreed that, and this might sound a bit out there, but there's been a lot of people who've been saying the same thing. The one team I really wanted to avoid was Juventus. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are, that are sort of tipping Juventus to win the whole thing. And, I think it just shows the sort of effect that Ronaldo's had on them. And they've always been um, sort of super competitive in, in Serie A. And there's, um, it's almost a given each year that they're going to win it. But they've, all, they've never quite got there in the Champions League. And I think Ronaldo sort of moved them that step closer. Um, you've, I mean, you've no, avoided them completely, haven't you, up until... Yeah, well, the, the only time we could meet them would be in the final. But... I mean, if you've got a mini league, Spurs, City, United, and Barcelona, there's probably two teams that stick out 
in that four. I mean, I think everybody was wanting Porto with which, the grace of respect to them. Which, which Liverpool one have you got, got in the semi? Which... With Barcelona or Man United. So, I mean... You're going to have to go the hard way about this then, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I do definitely sit in the camp where it says that any of those four, any of those eight teams can win it. If you get to this stage of the tournament, I think that any any of them could win it. Whether they will realistically win it is a different thing. I mean, I can't see past... Juventus City or Barcelona I think City Barcelona if that if that was the semi-final there's, there's almost a bit of me that wants like fire, wants really. that to happen it want, I want to see City Barcelona and I want to see Juventus Liverpool um, I think there'd be two two great semi-finals but y- you never know do you I mean that the, the, there's the way to look at it that it can be a good thing to play someone at this stage of that of the Champions League that you know so well. Um, does that give you advantage? But at the same time, they know you as well as you know them. Um, so it does work both way, both ways. The, the the great thing is that, and I'm sure you've seen it, is that it will be played yeah, at Spurs' new stadium. New stadium. So. That that is something. Um, so the first leg will be at the new White Hart Lane. Um, you don't know that might, that may be a that may have a positive effect on Spurs. But um, do you think we get to the final? Um, or just just lastly on the Spurs one, I I, I would rather oh. the second leg would be at home, but it's just the way it's drawn. I think it will be a Juventus Barcelona final. I would say I am I'm not going to like this. I'm going to say Liverpool Barcelona final. Oh, I don't know. I, I think Juventus would turn Liverpool over personally. I don't know. I, yeah. But you, you've Liverpool got you, you, you've really got to take League, yeah, but you've got to take into account the league. Um, yeah. I I think that the league if you gave them the option now and said to Liverpool you can have the league league, and City can have the Champions League do you not think both teams would take take that that? yeah Yeah. I think they would as much as City and Guardiola says the Premier League's the bread and butter that's the priority if you said to him now you can have the Champions League and Liverpool can have the league I think they would both take it so you you don't know. I mean, and realistically, Juventus will probably have Serie A tied up by then, and they'll have nothing else to play for apart from the Champions League. You, it's I mean, it's a good shout, but yeah, I'm I'm going Juventus Barca. I heard in the um, did you see the warm up draw or whatever it was the the draw that they do? No, no, like I didn't. Who before. got who? You got Man United. In, oh, in that one. Yeah, I don't know the rest. I just know that you got United. But I, just on Barca, I mean, I watched Barca v uh, Real Betis. I watched quite a bit of that uh, Sunday night, and the the fact that the away fans were giving Messi a standing ovation just shows what <laughs> he he was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, f- for me, I mean, this is probably a debate. We'll have one episode on the podcast: Messi versus Ronaldo, but. I'm messy all the way. I just think he is the most gifted footballer I've, I've ever seen I'm, of I'm any generation. With you. He is like... so good. 
their first goal, free kick, you could just tell he was going to score. It was unbelievable free kick. But yeah, tough draw, tough draw. Yeah, we'll okay. see some good we'll games. Go, move on to the teaser. We'll do Pete's one first. Yeah, um, well, I'm I'm put I'm putting it out there for this. Um, sure. I'm I'm going Brad Friedel. He wasn't the name that I was thinking of. Oh, Matt. Right. Okay. Right. Have you got your Have you got your Google up? We'll um. We'll have a look. I I I thought Friedel straight away. I know who you're thinking. Who am I thinking? David James. A James or Czech? I was thinking. As I, oh, you, yeah, my God, is that right? No, let's just compare lists because mine's way down. Oh no, that's clean sheets. You might be thinking of clean sheets, Chris, um, because Peter Petrcheck is top for clean sheets. Uh, here we go. I was yeah no I was right, David James. It is David James. Five hundred said... seventy-two. I said Czech or James. Oh right, okay. Not near him. Well, James Mark's Milner's not... on this list. Mark, Mark Schwartz yeah, from the keepers, one. But Gareth Barry, I mean, he's at West Brom now, isn't he? So it was. So it was David James. Yeah. Oh, I went for Brad Friedel. Never mind. Schwartzer, Phil Neville. Uh. Phil Neville, yeah. Right. Okay, let's have let's have a crack. I, I feel I feel slightly disappointed. I got that wrong now. I would have thought it would definitely be um, David James. Anyway, so let's go through this list. So I'll post this list up later as well, so you guys can see it. Um, so we'll work from what do you want to do, top to bottom or bottom to top? Um, let's go. Bottom to top. Okay, so, so, so the first, the first two are Man United players. Is that correct? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, Man United. So, so the 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 bottom two so the players bottom on one, this list, I've gone for Rashford. So the bottom one is seventy six point five million. They're quoted at the moment. I've gone Rashford. So Rashford for the bottom one. Right, let me just write Rashford in there for you. Just, just tell me if it's right, Chris. It's wrong. <laughs> oh, good start. Well, I've gone Pogba okay. next. So, so I've got these two million. muddled up. Eighty-one I've gone, million. I've gone. I've gone Pogba. Is Pogba yet? Oh, who's the other United player then? It was Lukaku. Oh, I was going to go for him. Okay, so both I'd rather have Rashford. Chelsea player? Yeah, 90 million. Uh, Kante, Chelsea. Correct. Uh, Again, a Man City player, 90 million. De Bruyne. Eh, eh. Wrong. Uh, uh, Leroy Sane. Uh, Tottenham mm. player, 90 million. Deli Alli. Deli Alli, yeah. Okay, got another Man City player. This is 108 million. Well, I went Aguero, but if De Bruyne's not that low... I went uh, it's Sterling. Yeah, I went Sterling for the next one. Oh, Man which City. Which I bet was De Bruyne. Million is De Bruyne. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea. I think these three are pretty obvious. Uh, Chelsea, 135 million. David Luiz. 
Okay, whatever. Right, next up. <laughs> Oh, I went, Eden, I went Eden Hazard, yeah. yeah. Uh, 135 Harry... million, Harry Kane. Yeah. And the top one, which is also 135 million, Liverpool player. Adam Alana. How did you guess? <sighs> Mo Salah. What, what, sorry, what's what's the top value? 135 million. And what's Salah, Harry Kane? Kane, Hazard and De Bruyne. Oh, they're, they're all the same value? Yeah. So I'd like to know how that's worked out. Yeah. So that, if any of those were sold, they'd all go for more than that. I think that's their that's their price that they're at, but that isn't the price that you would sell them for. You'd have to buy them for at least probably you know, forty, fifty million more than that. Yeah, probably. Um Sterling hundred and eight million? I wasn't really surprised. Um <laughs> No, he'd, uh, Rashford he'd, he'd, was he'd be worth more than that. Less, was he really? Yeah. Um, yeah. That does surprise me. Marnie was 11th. He was 76.5. So, yeah. Well, he, didn't, he got the first one wrong, so he didn't really... No, yeah, that was a bit a bit disappointing. I kind of lost in, I kind of lost interest <laughs> after I got the first one wrong. Oh well, never uh, mind. Yeah. Anyway. That's a good one. You'll have to post that online, Chris, so people yeah, actually know what, what yeah. we're talking I'll about. I'll take a picture. Of it. Yeah, let me take a picture of it. Let's do it now. Look, a live picture of it right now. But yeah, anything else for this week, Rich? It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, there we go. I'll put Manny in there as well. So, uh, so that's it. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, international break. Uh, yeah. This week we will ha- we'll still have the EFL review, but um, we're going to do. I you may remember in an earlier episode we did our combined Premier League eleven. Uh, we're doing a similar thing, uh, but we're doing it with European players, so players outside of the English leagues are, are sort of top European 11. So uh, Chris will be picking his 11 and I will be picking mine. Uh, and then we'll be going through that next week. So, yeah, yeah a, bit of a bit of a special next week. But we still have, uh, obviously, prediction results and a teaser, normal sort of features, yeah, but we won't have a Premier League review, so we'll be doing our European 11. Cool. So that is it for this week. Uh, So see you next week. Yep. Speak to you soon.